church say amen. amen. God is good. And all the time, he just continues to be good. Matter of fact, he continues to be great. And we just need to acknowledge and tell the truth that God is truly great. I remember a child's prayer. We used to be taught growing up, God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. Now our heads will all be fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Amen. Amen. He is great. Amen. And I'm just glad that he has allowed us to assemble this morning to be in his place to render worship unto him because he's so deserved, so worthy, and we should just be honored. We should be honored Amen. that God has spared our lives another day, a few more hours, that we can participate in this worship service to give praise and honor and adoration unto him. Amen. Amen. I was informed regarding the uh, property next door that the owners are supposed to hold a board meeting tomorrow. <coughs> tomorrow, which is Monday, and we should, we should be finding out more information as far as the offer that we offered or what they want to counter with. So I'm just asking, continue to pray. Continue to pray. God will be done. It shall be done. Amen. But God also allows us to ask Him for what we want. Amen. And we can see, we can see a benefit for having that problem. So I'm asking you to pray and ask God if it be His will to allow us God is going to do his part for certain. We need to do ours. Right now at this point, we need for you to pray. Ernest, and I know the God that we serve will hear our prayers. And not only hear them, I believe he's loving and kind enough to reward us, to desire us. Of our hearts. In Matthew chapter 25, a parable is outlined concerning ten virgins. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Think about that for a moment. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. If the lamp uses oil, 
What purpose is it going to serve without God? <coughs> but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps, and while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom coming, go ye out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wives, Give us of your own, for our lamps are gone out. Give us of your oil, for our lamps are grown out. <coughs> the reason I pause at that, when did, when were they all in? <laughs> but the wise answer, saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they were ready, and they that were ready went in with them to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man come. Amen. Five were foolish. Yeah. According to what the Bible outlines and Mine is written in red, so these are the words that Jesus spoke. And he said that five were foolish. Five were foolish in regards to their preparations. Five were foolish in thinking that at the last moment, they would be able to bomb or, or borrow from those who took the necessary preparations and made the necessary preparations to prepare for the bridegroom to arrive. Five were foolish because they did not see the importance of being ready. And five were foolish. And just like we encounter people today who have no regards unto the coming of the Son of Man, who have no regards unto the appointment of death outlined in Hebrews 9, 27, an appointment that we all must keep, but we don't know when that appointment is, but yet we encounter many people who have no concern about fearing God and serving God, but yet they eat, drink, and be merry, and live according to the desires of their flesh. And yet, they would burden 
you, the Christian, to be a part of their behavior or to bail them out because of their neglect to properly prepare and would cause you to lose your soul trying to help them because of their neglect. Now don't get my message wrong this morning. It is important that we help people. But we must understand God should always come first. And our service to God and not allow people to distract or to come between what we are supposed to do as Christians. No one or nothing should come between us and our God. Often and many times, people have no regard to the fact that you worship on Sunday. They'll call and ask you or say, can you do this for me or can you take me here or there? The problem is not that you don't mind helping or taking them somewhere, but God comes first. Why should I sin against God? To please you who have no respect or no regards concerning my God. Now you may say to yourself, well, it's a good work, it's a good deed. But according to who? There are a lot of things that we might say in our own thinking and leaning toward our own understanding that something is good. Something was beneficial. I showed them that a Christian will do good things. Let me tell you, your good and your thinking should never come between violating God's word. Man's word. Five were foolish. Five were foolish, and the Bible said that all ten went to sleep. But a loud cry of Noah's came. Notifying them of the arrival of the bridegroom. And the Bible said, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your own. Give us of your own. For our lamps are gone. Now you could think to yourself, what would have been so hard about them sharing their own? And I would answer, and you thinking to yourself, and thinking as a man, as a human, and not thinking as you should in the spiritual context, did they not have the same opportunity? So why would I be a bad person to tell them, go get your own? Why should I miss being shut out? Locked out? 
because of your failure to properly prepare for what you knew was coming. Oh, they knew the bridegroom was coming. That's why they were there. They were gathered there together because they awaited the bridegroom. But anybody know if you if you got half a amount of sense to carry a lamp, you know you need something to light it with. So the Bible said the other five were wise. Not stingy. Not stuck up. Not mean spirit. The Bible said the other five were wise because they had awe to trim their lamps. In other words, they could see where they needed to go. Sad to say, there are so many people wandering around in this world every day. Lost. Don't have the slightest idea that they're lost. And many are lost and know they are lost, but yet still won't take the necessary preparation, make the necessary preparations to be found. Many live each day with the mindset of believing and thinking, well, at the last minute, I'll be able to call on Brother May. I'll be able to get it from Brother May. I'll be able to burden Brother May, and surely a good person as he is, he'll give me some oil. No. No. Not if it boils down to me being shut out and having you see Wouldn't want to be. Because every day in this life, we are given time. Every day in this life, we are given time. We are given time to make the necessary Preparations. Because the Son of Man shall soon return one day. He's going to return one day, and we shall have no excuse. It won't be because Brother May didn't give you any oil. It won't be because somebody else wouldn't share with you. The sad story will be because you did not take the necessary steps to be prepared. And Jesus warned, be ye ready. Amen. Five were foolish. And as procrastination would have it, they went to try to secure and purchase some more. But while they were gone, they came back 
and the five that were wise had already entered in. They were gone. And the Bible said, and the door was shut. I think about in the days of Noah. Noah built that ark. Designed and engineered by God. And after Noah completed the building of that ark, and only he and his family members entered in, God said unto Noah, I'll close it. I'll close it. Because rest assured, whatever God closes, man can open. Amen. I don't care how much screaming, I don't care how much crying, I don't care what you may hear as a result. When God closes the door, it's closed. The Bible says here in this parable that the door was closed. They were shut out. But the five foolish returned and they cried out. They said, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Wow. I know you not. But they were virgins. So, but they were described as foolish. As some of us show up here every week. I attend your worship. That doesn't mean you're holy. As many as some of us who show up here every week. But I came. But it doesn't mean you came to worship. We can so easily find ourselves going through the motion of doing things. And then we can find ourselves, instead of preparing for what we know is to come, so that we may be ready for that great day, we expect to bomb off someone else. We expect someone else to get it done for us. No one can get you into heaven. But you, you have to have a made-up mind. You have to have the faith and trust in God to believe. You have to do something. You have to be prepared. Amen. So my question this morning is, what are the preparations you are making every day? Because the bridegroom is coming. Right. It's coming. It may be at a time when you're at work. What preparations are you making at work? That if he shows up in the middle of the work day, he will recognize who you are and not say, I know you not. Will he find you being busy as a wise one, 
or will he find you conducting yourself as a foolish one? Five were foolish because they gave no thought or account to the fact that this life shall be. Some of us live every day as if we know we have time. Some of us live every day as if God has spoken a lie and we have evidence to prove that we know we have time. You've been lied to. You deceive yourself because no man knows the day. Nor do None of us truly know. As good as we may feel sitting here this morning, as healthy as the doctor's report may have printed out and said that you're a, a perfect specimen of health, there might be just a few hours away. How did they die? And no point. See, in Hebrews 9.27, it doesn't say you have to be sick. It doesn't say you had to be suffering with depression or it doesn't say anything. It says we have an appointment. What are the preparations you're making? that would classify you as a wise one. Is it of your mindset that, well, I, I, I come here every night and then. I leave a tip and take a sip. Or are you really committed to the Lord? Do you look forward to his appearing? Do you talk about or think about beyond this life? Nothing amazes me more than how handy Christians are when the discussion or the topic of death comes up. But how can you be in love with a loving God, a loving Father, but yet you know there's a necessary transition that must be made to be with it. Yeah, I know that, but I just don't. Why, why would you not want to be with the one you say you love so much? I'm not saying to rush because you're not going anywhere until he say something. But if my love of God is what it should be. I should talk about it. I should discuss about how one day I look so much forward to being with him, considering what he has to offer. Or do I love this one? Many will find themselves as the five foolish. 
because of your love for this world. Be it be the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, or the pride of life. It may be because you put more emphasis on people who don't love your God and you allow them to distract you from your God. Well, Obeying God should be at the top of every one of our uh, agendas. And no one should ever come between you and your God. Amen. People laugh at you. Some won't spend the whole day around the church house because people they call the People they call friends laugh at them. Why you gotta be around there all day? Why you have to hang around church all day? The church is in you. The church ain't that you. Oh, they come up with all this crazy stuff. And if you listen to it enough, you'll become crazy like them. Speaking words that only make sense to them. But truly, they're foolish in their hearts. Yeah. I encourage you this morning. When you stop and consider the text that is presented this morning concerning these ten virgins. It was written for a person. It was written for a purpose that some are wise and realizing that them discern. And we must, we must meet that appointment day. But that appointment day doesn't necessarily have to be an, an, a horrible experience. Because we know the bridegroom is coming. But only to those who choose not to prepare. But only to those who have chosen to enjoy this life according to the desires of their flesh. These will be the ones to run and hide or attempt to. These will be the ones who would cry out. These would be the ones that the Lord would say, I don't know. Be wise, folks. There are so many out in this world who are launching attacks on the church, who are launching attacks on Christianity, who are launching attacks, maybe even in your personal life. Sometimes the attacks even come from within your own house. Why, 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 why the church? Why everything got to be about the church? Why you got to do this for the church? Why, why not? I close asking you one question. The greatest commandment given to man is to love the Lord thy God with 
all. With all. The heart, mind, soul, your mind. If God has all for me, where do you find time to serve Him? Where can the devil possibly get any use out of you if you're loving God with all that you have? If I'm loving God with all that I have, the devil can't make me do anything. If I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of God, the devil can't make me do anything. All he can tell me, all he can try to trick me, but I have to give in to the temptation. I have to give in and go the way of the pitfall. I have to commit to give in to what the devil would have me to do. But if I love God with all, where does the devil have place in my heart to use me for his purpose? Examine yourself today. To see if you are truly in the faith. Because times are changing, folks. Everybody don't love God. And more people are bigger than not. The gays and homosexuals are making more noise. To make it known. We don't care what God says. Legislation, legislation that's being passed. Criminals have more rights than the judges. This world is fulfilling what the Word of God says it will fulfill. Are we fulfilling and making the necessary preparation? to be able to withstand the fiery dots that are sure to come. Will we be found wise? Or will we be as fools? Don't be deceived. God is not mine. Scoffers have been around for a long time. Teasing, making fun, asking the question, when is this Jesus going to come back that y'all been preaching and talking about for so long? We've been calling about the last days forever. When is this going to come to pass? 
How much longer are we going to continue to hear you say these things and nothing happens? Folks, rest assured. Rest assured. God hears everyone. God knows every attack. That's why God, God's word says, to you who are told, rest with us. For Jesus is coming back. And not only is he coming back, but he's coming back. Taking vengeance on them that know not the Second Thessalonians chapter one. And obey not the gospel. The Bible said it's a righteous thing for God to release this destruction into to release this wrath upon these individuals. Why? Because they have taken no regard to God so loving his word and given his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. They have found more security and money and homes and cars than they have in believing in the Son of God. They have found more security in believing what they want to believe and instead of believing in God. Hold fast. Be wise. Not in your own understanding, but be wise in the word of truth. If God promised it, He will do it. Faithful is He that calleth you, and He will do it. Amen. You're here today. I don't know what you may be doing. But we were talking about in Sunday school this morning how. You know, money has a way of changing people's behavior. And this world is not a nice place. What can you do without money? Very good. And being without money, it can cause you to be desperate. Being without money can cause you to think about doing things you never thought you would think okay. And I'm not saying everybody's problem is money, but for the most part, it usually comes down to it. I'm saying you're never going to get better results by doing the same old thing. I'm inviting you to try Jesus there. Mm -hmm. 
You know, you, you shouldn't have to go through and, and, and embarrass yourself and belittle yourself and, and destroy your integrity and then realize, I'm going to come to Jesus. I'm inviting you to come to Jesus before you even go there. How do I know things will get better with Jesus? Because he promised. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away and all things become new. That doesn't mean you still won't have some hardships, but I'm saying you have someone to pray to. You have a family now that loves you. That we all are of the same mind and same judgment. Where out in this world, Jesus said the world loves his own. And before somebody in the world would prefer to see you make it, they'd rather put their foot on your knee. For you to suffer like that. Christians don't think not true Christians. Because we are to be more concerned about building others up more than ourselves. That's how I know it will get better. I know it will get better because God's design of the church is that we help one another and love one another. Amen. You don't have to sell your body. You say, well, I'm not selling my body. Well, whether you see it as selling or whether you see this guy giving you money to pay your life bill because you gave him sex, call it what you want. <clears throat> it was sealed with money. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do any of the any other immoral things to believe that this is the only way you can make it. God has a plan. God has a plan. And his plan will not return unto him. I'm inviting you today that if you have not obeyed the gospel, if you have not accepted Jesus to be the head of your life and to be your savior. We don't have a prayer for you to pray as you hear on the radio and asking Jesus to come into your heart. The Bible don't teach anything about asking Jesus to come into your heart. The Bible teaches Galatians 3.27 that you put on Christ. And that is through baptism. For many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We don't have a prayer that you pray and say, I have received you by faith. Because faith alone won't save. Amen. There's something you must do. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, upon hearing the word of God and what it has to say, you have to believe it. You have to truly believe this is God's word of authority. 
unbelief. You have to turn away from the pathway you follow. And you have to turn to the proper path. There's only one way. That's Christ. John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ to be a son of the living God. Be baptized today. Not the first Sunday of the month. Not the second Sunday of the month. But today. Your troubles ain't going to wait the next month. Your trouble's not going to wait until a certain Sunday. The devil's not going to hold off on bothering you until next Sunday. You need Jesus today. Amen. Why would you put off what you need today till next Sunday when your troubles are already on you today? No, be baptized for the remission of your sins. And you will arrive to the new creature. We can see an example of Acts chapter 2. This whole thing outlined as the Lord added those to the church. Not a church, the church. Because he only built it. Ephesians 4 and 4 said there's only one Bible. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Jesus asked you to that point that he's the head he's the savior he's the father he purchased it with his own blood and God so loved the world that he sent Jesus and he established it so that you can become this is your time today. If you have not obeyed the gospel and been baptized for the remission of your sin. For us who are in <coughs> this is your time today to make good. And making sure that you walk among the wise and not dwelling among the fools. Don't allow anyone or anything to come between you and God. Amen. You think you're seeing some trouble sometimes? Now keep living a little bit more. Satan haven't turned it up yet. But I don't care how high or how hot he turned it up. God will provide. Amen. What's our song, the Lord? 111. 111 is our invitation song. Yield not to temptation is our invitation song. If you have a desire to be baptized today for the remission of your sin, we invite you to come forward and be seated on the front row. And we will instruct you from that point on and prepare you 
for your baptism today. For us who are Christians and you have prayer requests, make it known. Let us pray not only for you, we want to pray with you. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous does what? Availeth much. You got to have faith to believe God hears your prayer. But you also must understand his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. Who are the righteous? Those that have obeyed. Those that have been obedient to doing what one must do in order to be in that position to receive these spiritual blessings. Because all spiritual blessings are in Christ. You can't hang outside of Christ and benefit on the blessings. Amen. Get saved today. Let us together say and let us say.